From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be in the world. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan. And, of course, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, uh, with us as well. And uh, great great time tonight. You're, you're in for a treat, and, and we have... Uh, you know, one of the neat things about being in the in the, in the business of serving the community is you, you develop relationships, very special relationships, and with that comes trust. And and two of our very special friends uh, here tonight, and we've been working with them in a variety of capacities for several years now. Uh, Jill Erickson from the Area Agency on Aging here in Stanislaus County, and uh, also um, a friend named Tom Truax. And Tom is uh, at the helm of Doctors Medical Foundation here in. Uh, in uh, Modesto and Stanislaus County, and we're going to be talking about partnerships and uh, some of the great things that they're doing in the community. Before we do that, though, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. A prisoner had escaped from the Auschwitz death camp, so the next morning the guards picked ten men to die as a warning to the other prisoners. One of the men chosen had a wife and a child, so Maximilian Kobe stepped forward saying, I am a priest, let me take this man's place. In that moment, Kobe became a living example of Jesus' words from John chapter 15. Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Locked in a cell to starve to death, Kobe spent his last days comforting the other men with prayers and songs and stories of Christ's sacrifice. When only four men were still alive, they were executed with an injection of carbolic acid. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. And you know, friends, that's a great reminder. We've, we've been studying the, the life of Paul and his ministry in, in the book of Acts and, and Dr. Luke's excellent history there for several months now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we think we have it hard sometimes with budgets and obstacles and that sort of thing. But, you know, when you, when you look at the commitment of people around the world and, and what they face, it's just absolutely incredible. And think of Paul himself, you know, it, Beaten, flogged, left for dead, out the side the city gates, and we don't have a whole lot to complain about, do we? Uh, but it does bring to mind that time is short, and, and we need to be out there outside the four walls of our churches and our homes serving the community. And uh, by the way, we were just talking a little before airtime tonight, Elaine, about a, a wonderful program that was on, and we don't often do this. You know, I'm not into usually plugging ABC, you know, but I want to plug ABC. ABC. Go for it. 
AVC, plugging ABC. How about yeah, it's that? It's got kind of a nice. Yeah, name. there you go. Uh, <laughs> last night um, on uh, March sixth, uh, for those of you who may not may not be listening live tonight, uh, they had a, a premiere of a program for this season uh, called Secret Millionaire. It wasn't you. <laughs> no. <laughs> if that's true, it's a very good secret. Uh, but, uh, Keep it well. <laughs> you know, in addition to the theme of the program, I think it just did a wonderful job of letting people know the plight of a lot of nonprofits across the country who are legitimately out there sacri- personally sacrificing to meet the needs of the community. I mean, they're laying it all out there. And uh, it was just a wonderful way uh, for them to be blessed. But I think probably the, the, the real value of that program is to let people see what it's really like. You know, sometimes they get wrapped up in a national organization and, you know, the CEO is making six figures or something. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, hey, I, mm. I'd be happy with... Never mind. Yeah, anyway... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, but uh, I mean, those are anomalies for basically on a day to day basis. There are people that are gutting it out to serve people in our community. And in this day of of declining budgets and such, it's time for the community to take a hold of its problems and and take care of business. Mm -hmm. And we can. The resources are there. So anyway, uh, I I would just put in a plug and say you might want to follow that program. And uh, at least last night's program was was uh, well worth it. Glad you taped it. Yeah. yeah. Well, go good. Burn me on uh, na- international. <laughs> Pastor Mike committed copyright uh, violations. By... Is that illegal? Yeah. It is. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Elaine. Okay. All right. Well, that was. We'll just now visit kidding. Pastor Mike in federal prison next week, <laughs> and I'll probably need the services of Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. Thank you very much. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Perhaps the best-kept secret for union workers in America is that 100% of their union dues can be diverted to nonprofit charities. It sounds too good to be true, but Title VII requires that unions... All unions nationwide allow employees who have a religious objection to supporting the union to pay the entire amount of their union dues to a charity that is in agreement with the employee's beliefs. Pacific Justice Institute reminds you that we will represent employees at no charge and guide them through the process of diverting their union dues to a charity instead. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And while we're on the subject of uh, nonprofits, not of me being imprisoned, okay, no, we're going to skip over that one. Uh, but w- major thanks to the Modesto Bee and uh, all of you here in Stanislaus County and, and within the footprint of the Bee uh, for donating to the Book of Dreams. Uh, we uh, received our, our check. Bless your hearts. Uh, this, uh, this week from the, uh, from the Book of Dreams. And uh, w- what a tremendous blessing. Mm-hmm. Very humbling to receive that. And our, our deepest thanks to the Modesto Bee for including Advancing Vibrant Communities in that mm-hmm. uh, process. And uh, for those of you who graciously uh, donated your fund to help us do what we do. Well, let's take a quick look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way, and then we're going to get to some fun stuff. Not that this isn't fun, but we're going to get to some uh, fun stuff. Can you believe it's been a year since the MS Walk? 
It has. It's been wow. a year. Multiple right? Sclerosis Society of Northern California. That's right. Walk MS. Modesto's goal is to have 500 registered walkers. Mr. Al, we remember this from last year. This year, uh, their goal is to have about 500. Saturday, April 30th, uh, join the movement to learn about MS and to walk for support. And volunteers ages 16 years and older are needed to help out with setup, decorations, uh, greet participants, volunteer registration, uh, breakfast, lunch, traffic control, uh, walker motivation along the route, uh, prize distribution, site breakdown, all that fun stuff. The National MS Society addresses the challenges of living with MS through the 50-state network of chapters. They fund MS, research providing services to those with MS, professional education, and advocacy efforts. Nice people. We were there. Remember that last Yeah, and, uh, and Jennifer is with us again uh, this night from the yes. University of uh, Phoenix, and, and we, yes. we treasure that partnership, by the way. And there were a lot of uh, what we call our Phoenix friends mm-hmm. that were walking with you oh, last year, a right? Wonderful yeah, a great time. time. Yes. Absolutely. So we just uh, very much encourage that to uh, get involved. That'll be a, a very fun time. And again, that's happening on April 30th. Coming up before we know it, uh, through the Reading Works Adult Literacy Program, you can teach an adult to read. Over 100,000 or 46% of Stanislaus County adults are in the two lowest levels of literacy. Volunteers ages 16 years and older uh, are needed to spend just a couple of hours per week. A volunteer orientation being held Wednesday, April 6th, followed by a tutor training Saturday, April 9th. And uh, Reading Works provides free literacy services for adults who need to improve their basic academic skills in Stanislaus County. Uh, Tonight, you are going to see that we're all about paying visits to some very special people and friendly pets. And alongside with their humans are needed also to visit seniors and convalescent. Can I bring my goats? You know, your goats and my... um, my military macaw, Miha, probably wouldn't be not appropriate, uh, not, not appropriate for this kind of thing. But um, They're very funny, though. Very funny, and we love them a lot. But they're I don't addicted, think though. They're addicted. You're to Cheetos. Are... We won't mention <laughs> friends of the family who had facilitated the addiction to Cheetos, I but they, they are. We have a, poor goats wanted we have a 12-step group for our goats that are like addicted to Cheetos. They like the cheese flavored Cheetos, yes. Not the hot kind. No, no not the, no, just the kind of the regular and, Cheetos. And, uh, they love to see me. They won't eat anyway, the grass. That was in their job description, you know, was, was to eat the weeds. We got the goats. <laughs> You know, talking, we talking about Brad Dacus talking about unions. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked with our union rep when we got the goats. I said, you know, here, here's our job, job description and everything. They are to eat the weeds. Will they eat the weeds? No, they eat Cheetos. What is with that? <laughs> well, anyway. you know, pets probably, are to be spoiled and, and to pampered uh, and you pamper your pets. You and probably wanted to finish you your and, thought and, there. And didn't we will, there. we will finish this thought okay. because it's pets important. really are important uh, part of of helping people to feel good and to feel loved. And, you know, in the convalescent hospitals where people don't get a lot of visitors and, and things like that, the pets really do help out. And it's been proven that um, they really do help out and make people feel special. So volunteers accompany their pets as they socialize with residents in the facilities. And so this is how you can help out. You bring your pets and you make sure that they are friendly and they like to be handled. So probably your goats and probably 
my macaw probably wouldn't be probably probably not not (laughs) because my my pet macaw miha should probably could take a finger off of somebody if she didn't like them very much, so we'll keep her at home with me. So anyway, if you would like to get involved in any And then they'll only be able to be analog and not digital, right? Oh. Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> if you'd Sorry. like to get... You, you certainly are. But if you would like to get involved in any of these opportunities, give Barbara Borba a call, and she'll uh, clue you in. Uh, she can be reached at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Or email her at bborba at uwastand.org, bborba at uwastand.org. And here closer I'm to home. is one of those big... Parrots, birds, right? Yes, they're, yes. they're not really, are they a parrot? Yes, they are. They are a yes, parrot. Definitely a parrot. But they're little, little tinier parrots, right? No, they no? are a big They are a, yes, no, but. A big cage. Oh, there, there are, are different. Small, yes, there yes, are. Yes, parrots are not always the big. No, not always, call but things, in yeah. this case, she is. I'm not bird literate. No, you know, I was just <clears> asking. Not bird friendly. Okay. You stay with the goats. And I'll stay with the goats. And you, <laughs> and don't you complain do the about birds. their Cheetos because they don't like it when you do that. Oh, okay. All right. In ABC, we have opportunities for you, dear friend, to provide transportation to people who need to get to their medical appointments, kidney dialysis appointments. And we want to say a big thanks to Rebecca, who provided transportation Amen. to those little children who needed to get to dental surgery. And uh, that was a a blessing indeed. We also have those who are in need of yard work, and that's coming right around the corner. Trees needing trimming and uh, just all of those kinds of things. People who can no longer do that for themselves. So those are the kinds of things that you would like to help out with. Please give us a call. We need donations of furniture, household items. We have a family that just moved here. We got word today from Alabama, a single mom raising four children. They need Four beds. She needs a full-size bed. They need dressers and linens and a sofa. If you have those kinds of things to donate, please give us a call. 209-544-9571. Again, that's 209-544-9571. We'll have our team come over and pick up these items and deliver it to the homes where they need to to go. And uh, we will just appreciate uh, all that you do here to make that happen. I don't think we could have a more passionate panel of guests tonight mm. than we have here with us at Lighthouse Live. And, and friends, you're in for a real treat as we welcome back to the show Jill Erickson from the Area oh, wow. Agency <laughs> on you. Aging and also our good friend Tom Truax from Doctors Medical Foundation. Thanks for uh, carving out a piece of your busy time with us, you guys. And, Thank and you. thanks for being partners here because, you know, we talk about partnering and uh, the friendships that we've developed here throughout the years, as Mike said. And we do have uh, some great partnerships, some great services, uh, some great needs, and some great opportunities to serve, don't we? Yes, we sure great do. to be here. And we just uh, so pleased that you're both here. You know, Jill, let's talk a little bit about what the Area Agency on Aging is and uh, what you do. And, and uh, I know there are a few others around the state as, as well. It, it is a dynamite resource uh, if you have one near you. Just give us a thumbnail sketch of what you do and, and how it benefits the community. The Area Agency on Aging, yes, we are one of 33. So there's an Area Agency on Aging near you anywhere in the state of California um, and it really were a resource for seniors or caregivers who are taking care of someone who's a senior. And a senior to us is someone who's 60 or older on almost all accounts, but some programs, their eligibility varies on their age. 
But basically, we want to connect people to services. Um, so people don't know where to go. How do I get my home-delivered meals or legal services? Or, you know, they're going through tough times and they don't know where to get help. Um, so we basically use our information line to try and get people in and, and help them find the help that they need. And that's, uh, there's a statewide number, the 800-510-2020. So anywhere, that's statewide. So if you're in L.A. or San Francisco, you'll, that will connect you to your area agency on aging, as well as right here in Stanislaus County, connect you to our offices, which are in Modesto. And that's um, 800-510-2020. Correct. Okay, just like your vision, 2020. <laughs> like your, not like my not vision. Like our, Otherwise, my it vision would be, be. <laughs> 2,600. But no, it's uh, 800-510-2020. And you'll, uh, you'll want to call that number if you're not in, in our area and not familiar with uh, the Area Agency on Aging because it really is a, a wonderful resource. And I think over the years, Jill, uh, the partnerships that have, have developed have, have just been uh, amazing. And it, and it really speaks to the fact None of us can do it all alone. You yeah. know, we need each other in the community, and, and we want to thank uh, thank you and the other folks at Area Agency on Aging for your willingness to partner to serve the community. It's oh, been a great, yeah. great partnership. Thanks for helping us get the word out. That's the main thing, helping Many us have, connect people to each other. Yes. yes. Many of us serve um, a lot of seniors in the community, and, Tom, you guys are so busy over there where you are in your office and the wonderful facility there at your office serving seniors on a daily basis. And I'm not certain that we all are aware of what you guys are doing, although we do want to get the word out, and that's part of why we're here tonight, because we're talking to people all over the world. Pastor Mike in places that we can't even pronounce or spell. Isn't that right? That's correct. And so we don't want to expound on that, but so we won't. So anyway, <laughs> Tom, what is it that you guys provide there at Doctors Medical Foundation? Well, the mission of, of Doctors Medical Center Foundation is really just to improve the quality of life. Um, and we don't only focus on seniors, um, but the programs I'm going to talk about tonight really do. Uh, we have two main senior programs. One is adult day health care, and it's for uh, frail, elderly, or adults. Uh, that need assistance with at least two or more um, ADLs, which is activities of daily living. It could be dressing, it could be preparing, preparing food, um, it could be walking, uh, moving from the sitting position to the standing position. If you need assistance, you're eligible to come to our program. What's unique about it is um, our program really cater to those that are less fortunate, most are Medi-Cal um, um, eligible, so it's low income. And we provide transportation to and from our program. We provide meals. We provide physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. We have a social worker on staff, an RN on staff, a registered dietitian on staff. Um, the goal is not necessarily necessarily to rehabilitate, but to maintain mm. one's mm. Um, um, current health status to prevent the premature placement into a institution. And it's organizations such as um, Era Agency on Aging that we love partnering with. Yes. They help fund some of this. Well, I think we've all seen how beneficial it is. And, and you know, again, I, I'm not, th this isn't saying anything about long-term health care facilities, but if we can pr keep the person in their home. Right. Okay, if we can keep the person in their home uh, as long as we can, you know, it helps them, helps the family. And uh, Jennifer has worked in, in a long-term health care mm -hmm. facility. She's nodding her head over here. You know, it, it just really uh, benefits the person. And I think, uh, you know, both Jill and Tom, w one of the challenges for all of us is you folks are doing tremendous work in the community. The challenge is letting the community know about it. 
you know, and, and here we have all this technology, and yet, you know, because information is coming at us at, at warp speed all the time, we miss a lot of things. And there are some, there are some jewels in our community that, that people are just not aware of. And I would think, Tom, with, with the aging of our baby boomer generation, that the need for these services is only going to increase over time, oh, it's right? it's growing um, daily, especially with the economy. Um, the economy and the position that it is, as the need uh, continues to increase, you have the resources to provide that service decrease. Um, yeah. You know, our, the program I just talked about, and we have another one, um, we provide those services with all those disciplines, the physical therapists, the social workers, for $6.25 an hour. Yeah. That's, that wow. is what it averages out to provide all those services, wow. including transportation at $4 a gallon right now uh, for gas. Uh, no mm-hmm. kidding, yes. Um, the other program, let me briefly touch on, is yes. the Alzheimer's Resource Center. Yes. Um, this program was two years ago. The state of California found it necessary to eliminate the funding for it. Um, but we are one of only three or four programs statewide that decided to keep our doors open because hmm. we care for approximately 100 families. And without our service, that daycare, if you will, they would be placed about 60% immediately into a nursing home. You know, in November, we had a fire um, at our facility that we were closed down for three weeks. And in the three weeks when we were rehabbing the building, 21% of our clients were placed in a nursing home. Is that right, right? And that's just uh-huh. within three weeks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the need for our, and Jill knows, oh, the need absolutely. for our service, yes. um, um, it's, it's just it's critical and vital to our community. When I imagine not just for the person with Alzheimer's, but the family, family has to, yeah. I mean, it is the rest of the time for them. Absolutely. Most uh, come a, a couple days a week. Uh, yes. We charge $35 a day and it's on a sliding scale. I think the average reimbursement is $18 mm-hmm. uh, per person per month um, uh, or per day when they, when they come to the program. But it, it's that respite um, for the family right. that needs to do the shopping, needs to do the house cleaning needs to do their own social activities sure when you're a caregiver sometimes you need to take care of yourself mm. to be a good caregiver we see um, that so much absolutely don't we? tom thank god no one was injured in the fire. no it was everybody lost oh, i mean the poor apparently a homeless person broke in to stay warm it was 28 degrees mm. he or she probably did not mean to build burn the building down oh. they did so they lost our clients lost you know, our staff was out of work for a number of days. Sure. It was just unfortunate the whole way around. Definitely our hearts go out to you, but you know, you know, God provided you guys are back up and Amen. running and you know, it's just amazing how the community here in this part of our world pull together and don't we just love how we can refer uh, people to one another right. and how we, we just partner and it just it just works out beautifully that way. I love uh, when you were describing what you guys do, I hear the word, nobody said it yet, but the word dignity mm. comes into play yeah, sure. with what, what you all do, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. I mean, how can you, we all have parents and grandparents, and, you know, to imagine that they don't have family sometimes or people to support them, and there are a lot of people alone out there, oh. and they really don't have someone to advocate for them, to speak up for them. They don't know where to go. And we're trying to reach those folks. And Jill, speaking of the word alone and mm-hmm. being alone, I know that you have some beautiful programs that you're going to share with us today. I yes. answered the phone here at ABC, and a lady in Turlock, if I can get through this, she told me, she says, Elaine, I am probably the loneliest person oh, yeah. alive. Wow. And United Way, actually it was 211 service, told her to call here. 
She says, I am the loneliest human being alive. Oh, wow. And I told her that we had a program that we wanted to connect her yes. with, and it's yours. Yeah, thank you. Can I, can I speak about it now? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes, you know, and we're really very fortunate to get some, again, about partnering. Um, the Mental Health Services Act and our local behavioral health and, and recovery services gave us a grant. So we had some additional funding to provide some in-home programs that would be free to seniors, seniors who are at risk of being depressed. And one of those risk factors is living alone, mm -hmm. being isolated in rural areas or isolated you know, socially. Sometimes they isolate themselves. You know, it just gets harder to get out because of physical reasons or health conditions. And soon, you know, they don't see anyone. They don't talk to anyone. Um, you know, with the Home Delivered Meals Program, for example, you know, sometimes that driver that delivers the meal is the only person they see that week. Um, and that's really sad. And so we have a lot of programs we're lucky to have, and I'll just touch base. Um, one of them is called PEARLS. It's a program to encourage active and rewarding lives with professional counselors that will go out to people who are at risk of, you know, worsening depression and help them kind of give them the skills, problem-solving treatment so that they can kind of one by one look at their issues and what's keeping them there, what's, what's causing their depression and help them to figure out goals and, and keep them active and make them more physically active. So it, it's kind of like giving them the skills to look at their own issues and um, be able to handle more later when the counselor's not with them anymore. Um, so that's pearls, and they really act, talk about being social and being more physically active, and those two things help people fight depression. The more social they are, the more physically active they are, the less chance they have of becoming more depressed. But we also have peer counseling where volunteers who are also seniors will come out to their homes and visit with them and kind of help guide them through tough times they might be going through. A lot of times it's losses. It might be a loss of a loved one. It might be a loss of, I can't drive anymore. Mm -hmm. You can't imagine, I can't understate mm -hmm. how significant of a change of their life it is when you can't drive anymore and how that affects people and can be a real risk of depression and isolation. Isolation, excuse me, can't speak today. So those programs, this, this peer program is we're looking for volunteers to be peer counselors, but we're also looking for people who think, hey, I'm, I'm hearing this, that there's some programs out there that can actually come to me. And that's the whole thing. These, these programs are free, and we will go to the senior's home. We're trying to take away all those barriers that it's hard, I don't have the finances, I don't have the right insurance, I don't have the transportation. And now we'll come to you to give you the support you need to get, whatever, to get through whatever issues you're, you're really suffering with. And and the last one is friendly visitor and boy we yes. need lots of oh, yes. <laughs> lots of volunteers for this. It's a least structured. It's just a just what it says. It's a friendly visitor. It's just a social program to to be that just like that driver. But they'll have a little bit of time to spend with the the, the senior. And friendly visitors can be 16 or older. We have a couple that are students, and we have some people that are themselves in their 80s that are still physically able to go out and volunteer and visit other other seniors. So it's it's great. It's a really neat program. Sometimes it's just playing cards or, you know, taking someone to get some coffee once, you know, a couple times a month. I mean, it's a really relaxed, informal program, but you can imagine how meaningful that is to someone who doesn't get many visitors. Absolutely. In fact, we met a senior, Pastor Mike, I'm thinking of Jackie, just mm. a few weeks back, who is a senior herself. And what an inspiration this woman is to so many. You know, a lot of treasures out there that yes. uh, that, we, that we just don't see. You know, in our in our uh, Western society, especially in America, we don't value our seniors the way many Eastern cultures do. You know, uh, you look especially in 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 the Near East, and and seniors, the elderly, are uh, honored 
I mean, it's part of the culture. Here we tend to put them away, you know, and, and I've done so, so many funerals, sad to say, where I'll ask the family, so what characteristics did you appreciate about mom or dad or grandpa? And they don't know because they haven't had a relationship with this person for a, a long time. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it's the fault of the the person because they were a mean grandpa or grandma, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, but oftentimes it's just, you know, the, the kids or the grandkids get busy and, and they disconnect and the, this person does slip into isolation. Yes. You know, so here's an opportunity for the community to come alongside. And, and I think Julia hit it. That, that just one visit can mean an awful oh, oh, lot. Yeah. You know, we, we tend to think, well, a visit, man, that's cramping my calendar today. I don't know if we can fit it in. Yeah. To someone who's isolated, Tom, and I'm sure you see it with the clients mm-hmm. of you, that one-to-one interaction with another human being, aside from the television set, really does wonders, doesn't it? No, it does. And, and we're talking about partnering. Um, we recently received some uh, grant funding from the federal government that allows all these agencies, yours, Mike, on your um, driving people to and from dialysis, medical mm-hmm. appointments, yes. all of your programs, yep. Jill. Uh, we're partnered with advan- or um, Catholic Charities and several other industries that if you're 55 or better and you're volunteering to help somebody 55 or better, I can reimburse you up to 40 cents per mile for your mileage, mm-hmm. which a lot of people say that's great and they, they don't accept it. But now with gas hitting four <laughs> yeah. plus dollars yeah. a gallon, that's just a little way that we oh can help goodness. our volunteers right. to make ends yes. meet. Yeah, you know, it's important. It just goes that we, we really appreciate and we're so lucky to have that funding and, and work with you, Tom, because, I mean, it really does help you to be able to do more. You know, it's not going to be a hardship for you to go volunteer. And, and if that takes that barrier away for you to, to get out there and help our, you know, help the seniors, well, that really is only, it's the better. You know, it's just like all of us working together really does help. And it really is a, a painless process, a very simple application form to fill out. You know, they do do a live scan on your fingerprints, you yep. know, just to make sure you're on the up and up. And uh, and then, uh, you know, it's it's a fairly easy process to become qualified to, to do that. And, and again, it, as gas is pushing that $4 oh a gallon, you know, market, that little reimbursement may mean a lot, especially to seniors who are who are serving seniors. Oh, yeah, it's a simple way to make a big difference in someone's life, you know, with a friendly visitor. Amen. You know, our volunteers come back and tell us more times than not, that when they reach out and get outside of themselves, outside of those four walls, they get blessed so much more in return. And so, I think so. You know, I think that's why we have these, you know, older people themselves that are going out and being visitors because I think it is rewarding. And, and I think that, you know, you become more, I don't know, I think, like you say, it just feels so good to be helping someone else. And I think you, you get more out of it yourself than even helping them. Absolutely. You bet. Well, Francesca Battistelli, she's got a, one of those hard names to say, uh, paying a friendly visit to us tonight with her song entitled Blue Sky on Lighthouse Live. And we'll be back right after this. When you're down and you're out and you don't think you have a friend. When you're lost in the doubt And you can't see what's around the bend Just hold on, don't turn around Keep on walking, don't lose heart Cause I am here, I am here Wherever you are, wherever you are When the rain is falling
Great. Francesca Battistelli on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine, Jill Erickson, and Tom Truax. And I'll tell you, we're just very pleased to have you guys here. We were talking during the break a little bit about Alzheimer's. And uh, this publication that we got, Tom's uh, familiar with it. Did you know that Charles Bronson had Alzheimer's and also Winston Churchill? Mm. I didn't know that. Tom, let's talk a little bit very specifically about those services that you provide because, you know, to to the caregiver, to the family member, this is a major stressor. This is a trauma, you know, when a loved one begins to show the signs of dementia, Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's. And and let's talk a little bit about the services uh, specifically that you provide and how that really provides a great deal of relief for the caregiver with the expertise that they can't possibly uh, provide to that person. Well, the whole pro- the whole process starts with a our program director or social worker going out and visiting with the family. A lot of times it's very difficult to make that move from living independently and you caring for a loved one to um, accepting the fact that you need some help mm. or your loved one might need to be placed in another um, level of care. Um, so we go out, we work with the family, we make sure that they're okay with it because it's a very difficult decision, sure. um, as well as uh, with the individual, um, him or herself. Uh, we invite them 
to the program. We invite them to spend two or three days to make sure that is a program that, that works for them. Um, a lot of our clients come and they think they're volunteers. And that's, that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> they're not in the program. They're not ready for that, but they'll right. come and volunteer in the program. Sure. Um, so and it's, if they feel it's, like they're being part of the program, then they're more willing to um, participate, I'm to, sure. Right. We do a lot of different therapies throughout the day. Uh, one um, that always um, gets me is reminiscing therapy. We have a, which uh, long-term memory a lot of times is not affected as greatly as yes, short-term memory. Right. Um, so if the Korean War or if this time in history is important to you, we talk about that every day, single day with mm. the person. Mm. We have a um, wonderful young lady that was on the traveling women's baseball team after World War II. Wow. Comes to our program. Wow. I talk to her every single day. Introduce myself, and we talk about baseball every <laughs> single day, and that's what she remembers: her mother not missing cool. one single game, and that they won undefeated. Mm. What a mm. wonderful program! Uh, but we—it's—it's um, it's truly a remarkable program. From the transportation to the food, we take care of all the personal care. If showering is required, if they soil themselves, if um, they need assistant toileting, we mm. do all of that for mm. um, the individual, um, providing as much dignity as possible, and it's helping them live independently. And again to prevent that premature placement. And, and you get to the caregiver. Uh, we care for a loved one five, six, seven hours a day. They are caring for that loved one 24-7 yes. in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And Alzheimer's brings some um, um, terrible side effects, wandering, uh, getting up in the middle of the night. Um, so if you're a caregiver, um, you need that respite time. And I think Jill said um, you need to be healthy. Yeah, you need to take, take care, care of yourself, yourself. Yes. to take care of right. a loved one. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a remarkable program. I, I was in healthcare administration for years uh, down in Turlock and up in um, with, with Sutter Health up in Jackson, and I didn't know what Doctors Medical Center Foundation provided. It's you know, a, it, it still amazes me. We're mm -hmm. unfortunately uh, one of the best kept secrets. Yeah. I don't want it to be that way. <laughs> Let, let's talk a little bit about that, ju just to make sure that people understand the difference between the Doctors Medical Foundation, uh, the doctor, doctor's medical center, and the doctor's medical center foundation. The distinction between the two and how they relate together. We're two distinct entities. However, they are a great partner of ours. Uh, they're a for-profit hospital. Um, they have the responsibility for the indigent um, and the medical population in Modesto, and that's really we cater to those that are low income. Um, and we are a nonprofit standalone where they're a for-profit, but they are still a wonderful partner um, yeah. to us. They fund us generously um, every single year uh, to help us keep our doors open. Um, but we are two separate entities. We're a nonprofit. Uh, they are for-profit. I don't think either of us are making any money right now. Um, <laughs> People do get you guys in every sense of the word. People do get um, you confused a little. They do, they do, and it has this good and bad. And, you know, some people <laughs> think that oh, you're a hospital, you're making millions, so why do I have to help this foundation? But that's not the case. That's not the case. No. I spent many years in the hospital business, and um, they're stretched as thin as everybody else's, yes. providing an invaluable service. You take a look at the Absolutely. emergency rooms; um, they're packed. Um, it's more the middle class having to use that as their primary care. Um, the health system in America is broke right now. It is. I think we're trying to fix it. I don't see it's going to be fixed anytime real soon, but it's it's really broken. And, um, yes, it is. I spent many years in hospital administration, and yeah. and there's no silver bullet here for it. It's it's there it's isn't. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, give a phone number, Tom. I'm sure people are listening to this, going, "Wow!" You know, especially if if they live within the Stanislaus County area. How can people get a hold of you, Tom? And uh, I'll give you a phone number, DMC but let me Foundation. let me also say something. 
I would encourage anybody, if you're interested in one of our programs, either Adult Day Healthcare or Alzheimer's, just show up and say you'd like a tour. Hmm. Don't call. Come and see what, what we do day in and day out without us having to stage something. It's a great tour, I, by the way. Just show yes. up. Yes. If it's for you, that's great. And it's not for everybody, and, and that's okay as well. Um, you can call me um, at 209-527-3412, and I'm the executive director, so I'm going to punt it to somebody that's smarter than me, <laughs> Joanne Lyons, who is a director of the program. Um, I'll put you in contact with her. Uh, but I would say if you're in the Modesto, if you're in San Jose County, anywhere in Central California, this program appeals to you. You'd like to find out more about it, either call or, more importantly, just stop by and see what we do on a day-to-day basis. And what's the address there, too? It's 730 McHenry. It's on the corner of Francis and um, McHenry. And it used to be, and I don't know this, um, is it Bud's Liquor? Or yes. There you go. Oh, yeah. We used to be the liquor what store. Is that? Now I can't Mel's Liquor. Mel's, Mel's Liquor. Yeah. So people ask, where are you at? I'm from Sherlock, and I wasn't in the Medeso area when Mel's Liquor was here. But, but the people who remember, I they yeah, identify with that. Yes, yes. Not, not yes. to be confused with Mel's Drive-In, which was right. a oh, right. American Graffiti Back in thing. the Modesto, yeah, the American Graffiti days. Uh, Tom, just before we went on air, you and I were talking, and I was telling you, uh, what a great staff you have. Mm, they're angels. Wonderful people there. And, you know, um, Jill at the uh, STOAC meetings, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Hopper, who right. has gr- given some great presentations. We have some wonderful partners in this area. He gave a, a wonderful presentation there on speaking Alzheimer's. Yes. And that is such a, a great topic. Can both of you kind of address that? Because uh, for those of you who, who have people in your family and who deal with this, you know exactly what that means. You know, and I I think we were just talking about that a little earlier, about how to approach someone that has Alzheimer's, not trying to correct them all the time, trying to kind of go along with what they're saying and and not fighting it so much. You know, I think, you know, when you talk to someone who has Alzheimer's, um, you know, a lot of times you you find yourself early on saying, oh, no, that's not right, or this isn't, you know, and that's really counterproductive. Mm -hmm. You know, you really have to sometimes just go with it. Like you were talking about memory, for example. And just going, you know, to their strengths. You know, it's the long-term memory, and they want to talk about that story. I understand it must, you know, it's easy for me to say, but when you've heard a story 10,000 times, <laughs> but still, you know, let them talk and being able to, you know, just communicate with them at their where they're at. You I focus on their strengths, what they can do, and not what they can't do. Amen. It's not a, a rehab. Um, our our program. It's we want to focus on the individual where they are right now and to prevent the premature placement into a nursing home. And just to go back to what you said, I believe working for a nonprofit organization is a calling. Mm-hmm. It's similar to, I'm sure, the um, uh, faith. Uh, it's like teachers and it's nursing. It, it takes a special person yes. to do that. You don't go to work for a nonprofit for the money. Right. It's not there, and it should never be there. That's not what we do. Right. Uh, but I think it is a calling to work for organizations such as the DMC Foundation. And I have a staff of 63, and there's 63 angels. Yes, yeah. yes, amen. amen. Well, bless you all for that. And, you know, these people that we're talking about with the Alzheimer's dementia, um, they have feelings, and they should be treated with the utmost of respect and dignity and love. Yeah. And it's one in seven, Absolutely. guys. It's one in seven is going to come Isn't down. Isn't that amazing? Um, diagnosed with Alzheimer's or some form of dementia. What are there, 6,000 individuals in America turning 60 every single day? The boomers. 
Oh yeah, it's the largest we, we growing population. We have seen nothing yet. Mm-hmm. We right. have seen nothing yet. The, the huge seen. influx really is yet to come. We're, we're just seeing the, a, a little tiny tide pool at this point, right, compared yeah. to what's That's what's why I'm glad to see you here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take care of me later on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a good point, though. I, I really do want to make a point that caregivers are really often reluctant to get help. They think they're the only person that can really care for someone or that they'll let care for them. And I, I just want to encourage people on a personal level to, like Tom says, check out the program and, and be receptive. You know, you deserve to be receptive to getting some help for yourself. And it's good for them. It's good for them to learn to be around other people. And, and they do activities to help prevent them from losing more memory. Um, so it's all, it's all positive. And, and I hope that people take the time to really give themselves a break because it makes a difference for you, too. You know, I, I think that's a, a huge thing to yes, overcome, yes. Uh, and, and it's not an, an arrogance, really. It, it's just, you know, you, you feel responsible, Absolutely. and this is my re- – and if I don't do this, I'm failing mom or I'm failing grandma. And oh, it's not yeah. that other – you actually are helping – you know, your family member by allowing services like these to, to take that seven hours or whatever it may be a day and, and, and do that for you with expertise that you can't possibly muster up, yeah. right? When you consider the burnout factor, because as we were talking about, the the, the people, the precious people uh, with with the Alzheimer's, with the dementia, they don't sleep uh, the same hours. There are, Some of them are up all night. They're wandering, as you said, Tom, and so it doesn't, you know, provide for good sleep. Their nutrition sometimes will will go. Um, Very so they, demanding. You know, can be what about candy. what about support groups for the caregivers? There are various support groups, yes. and Alzheimer's Aid also has a support group. And, and there's actually something called um, Friends Are Good Medicine, which is a listing of different support groups. But Focus for Alzheimer's, I believe. You guys have one? We have um, both uh, English and Spanish. Alzheimer's Day Society Uh has um, English, um, and it's very, uh, on Mondays is when they they fill up the parking lot, uh, which is fine with me. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) You like that. I do like that. As long as your parking space is open. (laughs) So there are multiple (laughs) options for folks to get, you know, to, to share with one another. And, you know, I wanted to bring up another point, too, is even though it's in Modesto, um, we get calls from, you know, on our senior information line yes. uh, from Patterson or from some of this, you know, like you said, Turlock. But you guys can help those folks. Absolutely. All of, uh, most of Central California. Right now it's Turlock to Oakdale, Patterson to, I believe, LaGrange. Um, we have somebody that, um, it, that, that's a stretch for us because of gas of $4, mm. you know, and, and we have our own vehicles. We provide as much transportation as we can um, when public transportation doesn't work. Um, so don't let that be a reason not to call, you know. Connect and find, they'll find a way. And let, let me give you those phone numbers again, friends. Jill Erickson, the Area Agency on Aging. And uh, you can call and, and find out where one of the areas on aging, the, one of the agency, <laughs> area, area agency. agencies on aging. <laughs> Too many A's, you know. Area, area agencies on aging is uh, 1 800 510 2020. That's 1 800 510 2020, and here in uh, the greater Modesto area, Stanislaus County, the Doctors Medical Center Foundation, area code 209-527-3412, 209-527-3412, and invites you to take uh, Tom Truax's invitation to just come by. And it really, really, it's an eye-opener. You know, and, and you really have a bunch of angels of mercy there. I mean, they are just absolutely incredible. Just to see what happens and the wonderful care that, that happens there. They're located at 730, that's 730 McHenry Avenue uh, near uh, Green, uh, Francis and uh, McHenry. 
And uh, those of you who are familiar with uh, American Graffiti, I'm sure can find McHenry Avenue. In, in, yes. in, Just uh, don't ask me for directions there. Tom, let's talk a little bit about what uh, what kind of skills do your volunteers need who would like to come? What, what types of qualifications Great do they question. need to come and help? They need to be caring, compassionate individuals. Uh, there you go. All right. It's, uh, that's it. In the Alzheimer's program, um, we use volunteers to do activities with our clients, be it reading, be it reminiscing, uh, be it putting puzzles together, be it baking. Whatever the strengths of our clients are, that's what we want to focus on. Mm-hmm. So it, it really all depends on what the client's needs are. We want to meet them. Um, the same with our adult day health care um, uh, program. If you come to volunteer for us, there's certain things we can't let you do for because of regulations. But there's always that um, uh, those activities. It's that bonding with an individual that you'll make a visit uh, once a week and come in and meet with Julie and get to know her. Um, and maybe the days that she doesn't come to the program, you form a relationship, and through one of your programs, the Visiting Buddies program, you go out to her home and make a visit and make that connection. Sure. We were so impressed when we toured the building, and uh, just loved it because you'll do everything from reading the newspaper and keeping up on current events to the puppet room. Talk about I love the way you educate the puppets. That's we so have cool. what we call kids' works. Actually, the foundation, and we focus really on the, the two senior programs today, but we have 12 programs that we run um, in the county. The one you're talking about is kids' works. It's yes. done with um, life-size um, puppetry, mm-hmm. and we go out and present to approximately twenty-five to 30,000 children in Central California a year. And these puppets put on um, uh, productions that talk about important social issues, such as making the right choices when it comes to drugs, alcohol, Yay. tobacco, yes. inappropriate touching, um, uh, disabilities and differences, stereotyping. We're creating a new one right now on civility because that is really big yeah. in Stanislaus. Yes. 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 And we're losing it. Um, yeah. We're also developing one on social media, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Nobody is talking to these kids when they're introduced to the computers, and it's they're learning from their peers, and that's not always the best. So we have an opportunity to go out in a fun way and present um, to their um, – it's very age-specific, so it's preschool through junior high. We really lose them when they get to high school with puppetry, uh, but it's very age-specific, and if we can educate and teach them right now – um, we may be able to save a little heartache later on and make them better individuals. Jill, let's uh, go back talk uh, about uh, your your realm there. And you know, we're in a day where government funding is uh, is shrinking, and and we're trying to do more with less, which has always been an issue, but today even even more of an issue. What what do you feel right now in terms of you know coming from a county perspective? What can the community do to help out their government in taking care of, of, of business? I mean, we, we've got a partner together to, to help make this. We uh, do. Huh? And, you know, I think that um, the good thing about programs like this is getting the word out that there's a need. I think sometimes people expect the government and local county people to take care of everything, and, mm. and we can't. Mm. And I, I think that that's the, you know, when you say best kept secret, the secret, it's not really a secret. You're just not really looking around. There's a lot of people, even in your own neighborhood, that need help. And we just don't know our neighbors like we should, and we don't see our family like we should. Some of us are, you know, my family's in the Bay Area. You know, you're not as close as you as you would like to be, and sometimes you can't help that. But there's a great need, and the government can't do it all. And it's just going to get worse, unfortunately, for at least a few years. So one, you know, is that 
Find out what the need is in your neighborhood. Find out how you can help, because we really do need your help. There's no way that the government can take care of folks, and we're just getting programs cut left and right. And we could all—we never could take care of everyone. We had to take—we had to prioritize and take care of the people who had the, the least. But there was always a great need, and now I think it's becoming more evident. And it really—it just behooves us to all make a difference, to all do something. So I hope that this motivates people that are listening today to to do something. Yes. Oh, we so agree with you and encourage people to do that. And with people retiring, some people retiring a little bit earlier, uh, take those retirement hours. I mean, you can only golf so much and fish so much and shop so much and, you know, those kinds of things, arts and crafts. What does it take, Jill, once again, to become a peer counselor, a visitor, friendly visits, because you don't have to invest a lot of time and money into that, because if it's the gas money, once again, we can be reimbursed for that, right, Tom? Let's encourage people who are listening to this program uh, tonight or maybe later on to get off the fence, get out of the four walls, and to do something about, let's get to know our neighbors a little bit better and Absolutely. do what? You know, yes. kind of, I guess, see what you think you might want to do, because it's got to be rewarding for yourself. And all of us here, we all use volunteers. AVC uses volunteers. We use volunteers. And we're all in this together. So I think no matter who you contact, whether it be your church or AVC, our, our senior information line, you know, the 211 for United Way, they have a volunteer center. So kind of figure out what area I think I would like to help out in. Do I want to give rides? Do I want to be a visitor? Do I want to go and help at a daycare center? And start trying. You know, go and give it a try. I mean, that's, I think it's real simple. You know, you're a volunteer, so if it's not right for you, you know, you can try something else later. You know, I think that's one of the themes we picked up here, and, and we're very committed to this and not fitting round pegs into square holes. Right. You know, and we heard that uh, from you, Tom, and from you as well, uh, Jill, today, is you're not going to be asked to do things you don't like doing. Exactly. I, I mean, you know, we've learned, you're a volunteer, for goodness sakes, <laughs> and, and we want to play on your strings. Well, what are your passions? What are your skills? What are your experiences uh, that you can bring to the table? And it's an amazing thing to me that there are people who pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to consultants to try to, you know, craft a second half of life mission for them. Hey, we can do it for you for free. You know, like just give us a call. Just Tom, ask Tom need, you know, yeah. Jill needs volunteer. We we can we can make that connection. Just a reminder, friends, uh, to, to contact us here at Advancing Vibrant Communities locally. It's two zero nine five four four nine five seven one. It's two zero nine five four four ninety five seventy one. And also check our website because we put up many of those needs throughout the day at vibrantcommunities.org. Vibrantcommunities.org. Click on the little flashy thing. Little gizmo thing. Icon. Icon. <laughs> Click on the little red flashy thing. It'll take you to our daily update page. And also, if you're a Facebooker, uh, we, we finally, finally crossed Uh-oh. that bridge and, and our advancing vibrant communities is on Facebook. We try to keep my face off of it as much as possible, uh, to preserve the integrity of Facebook. But, uh, we're, we're also, uh, it's facebook.com, uh, slash advancing vibrant communities. And we put needs up there, uh, throughout the day as well. And I think, uh, again, what you're sensing here, I hope, is the openness and the partnership and the trust, yes. you know, between, at least here in Stanislaus County. We're, sure. we're blessed, you know, and, and I, I don't, I don't fear sending volunteers over to Tom. You know, exactly. I don't fear sending volunteers over to Jill. And, and we've partnered for many years. We, we got guys out oh, yeah. there in their seventies that are building wheelchair ramps for yeah. folks that you refer to us. Oh, yes. There are people sitting in those little tiny metal boxes in, in mobile home parks. Oh. 
who, if there's a fire or an emergency, cannot yes, so get out of those little metal boxes. They can't get out yeah. with their wheelchairs. And, you know, so, so some volunteers who are willing to come out and donate some time and, and build those utility ramps or whatever, it's a lifesaver. Or, or installing the grab bars. Absolutely. Was it 50% of, of people who go into the hospital, I think, today for fall injuries, at least fall-related injuries, never yes, get out of yes. a hospital. And what a great way to save lives just by taking a couple of minutes to install a grab bar. Right. You know, simple things you, uh, you can do to help and folks. And people are so appreciative they're so appreciative. That's Mike, it. and I think you hit it on the head. They're, they're volunteers. We're not going to ask them to do something they're not comfortable with. Absolutely. Then we go back to fishing. There's not only so much fishing you can do. Mm-hmm. Fish five days a week, seven days a week, but take somebody with you. Take your neighbor with you. <laughs> there you take go. a child with you. you know, if that's your passion, it do is. it you know? and share that with somebody else. Absolutely. Well, we just uh, so encourage uh, our volunteers to make that move. And I was also going to say, Mike hit on it a little bit. You know, the friendly visits are wonderful. There's going to be a time coming soon because the, the hot summer months are coming up. Mm. You mentioned the, you know, living in the mobile parks where we're going to need to check on our neighbors, not only for friendly visits, but to check and safety. see if they're okay for the safety. It saves lives. So let's keep those kinds of things in mind. So very quickly, how can we, uh, how can we pray for you, Jill? and Tom and, and keep you in mind uh, in the upcoming uh, days and months ahead? Uh, I think, you know, the, the prayer we all need is just that we continue to get the support and get the volunteers we need. All right, that, the, that the community continues to come together. We are blessed in, in Stanislaus County. I know that. Uh, I've been in a nonprofit business most of my adult life, and we do work together. And here's an opportunity for us to really, really um, take it up a notch. The economy's in a tank. Um, we need everybody's help. I just ask for the blessings that the community continue to come together. Amen. Tom Truax, Jill Erickson, thank you for being our guest. Dear friends at home, wherever you are, thank you for tuning in and sharing a part of your evening with us. May God continue to bless you.